Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the second Office Goblin podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. So let's get into it. How are you doing today, D? Uh, I am here and I am ready to talk to people who are not physically here uh-huh. and get this show started. All right. How are you doing today? Um, I am good. Um, I am wearing uh, like a neon pink and green striped sweater dress and I feel like Patrick Starr. So endless glamour. Um, I feel yes. great. I feel great. Do you have the fishnets and the knee-high boots on as well? Do you remember that in the movie? <laughs> That's actually what I'm going to be for Halloween. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes! Absolutely. I love it. I support everything about that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to go full star, just hog ham on um, this Halloween. Uh, I think after, you know, the year and a half that we've had, it's just something nice to look forward to. And... Um, Full body leotard with the fingers, and I plan yes. to eat a lot. So, eating. Oh my god! My, are you my... also? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna get like a pink party hat to put on, like the cone oh. to give you a cone head? Oh, I'm making my cone head. It's gonna be an extra <gasps> big cone. Yes. 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 Only the best. <laughs> Only, Only the, the best. best for you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you, Do you have any Halloween plans? Uh, I am planning to hand out a lot of candy. I live in a neighborhood with a lot of children. Mm-hmm. Not my first choice, but, you know, <laughs> I digress. And so I have these, I have a bag of candy that says on the front, it's got 210 pieces. Whoa. I have two of those. Okay, so. <laughs> so mad. I'm prepared. That is I'm prepared to, to either give handfuls out to children and, like, have it be the hit house on the block or mm-hmm. i'm about to get really fucking fat because <laughs> i'm going to eat whatever is left over <laughs> um i hope the plan was one bag is for you and then the other bag is for the children of the block i mean you know they get one i get two it's it's it balances in the end. <laughs> yeah i like that ratio that that's math i can get behind <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, We're curious for the listeners, um, wherever you are, um, do you celebrate Halloween? If not, is there some kind of alternative holiday? Is that just something that you're not interested in? Want to get into it more next week as we will be officially recording on the day of. But um, yeah, just always something to think about. I know this is the time of year that I most look forward to. Um, Yes. And it's I don't know how it is in your neck of the woods, D, but at least here it's a full-on thunderstorm, so I'm really feeling kind of the ooky spooky vibes. Ooh, we had we had a full-on thunderstorm. Was it two nights ago? Mm-hmm. And by full-on, I mean we lost power for an hour and a half. Oh wow! It was awful because it's still hot enough mm-hmm. where we're, where we are that I have my AC on at night. And so after an hour and a half of being in an enclosed bedroom, because I also have blackout curtains because I can't sleep with light. I, I You're a mole up, person. You're just, a fully I'm mole a person. I'm a mole person. I woke up sweating. And I'm like, I need this power I'm to come sweaty back Sweaty and angry. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. But it's it looks like it's supposed to storm again in the next couple of days. If anything, it's supposed to be super high winds because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm hoping for some more rain. It'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, a nice cool down, definitely. Because I can tell you, rain either brings just like hot, sticky, nasty ass humidity. Ugh. Or it brings a nice cool down and like a fog and it looks pretty cool. Right. That's what I need. I need. I need, like, Silent Hill rain, you know, that kind of fog and cool weather. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take a polite pass on that. No, thank you. I'm going to say no. No, I don't want, like, Florida rain, you know? Like, that stuff, it's it's a downpour, and then it's muggy, and you can't breathe outside. I finally went to Florida this year for the first time in my life. Exciting. And it was awful. I Like, it was fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I saw the ocean for the first time. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Miraculous experience. I never want to live there. Ever. 
you couldn't pay me <laughs> so, <laughs> to live there. You can appreciate the treasures of Florida, but only for a short period of time, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Like, there were... We went to St. Augustine. It was a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. We, I have nothing but good things to say except the weather. I can't do it. My body shriveled. <laughs> <laughs> you, you became the person you always were, just a shrivelly angry. <laughs> I am a bog witch, yes, but I do not want to live in a hot bog. I need a cold bog, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You, you live in a Midwestern bog. At least that's like, that's my aesthetic. Because I can tell you most of my wardrobe is sweaters. Yes, absolutely. If I could wear a sweater every day, that'd be chef's kiss. Yes, yes. Because you can have thin sweaters and you can have thicker sweaters. I, I don't see the problem. It's a great piece of clothing. Yes, you can have sweater dresses. You can have like, you said the thicker ones. You can have cardigans. Oh, mama, like, cardigans. Sweaters sweaters a turtleneck do you love a nice turtleneck girl you are talking to someone who works in a library oh yeah sexy librarian yeah show me that neck no no show me that neck d i can't do those vampires come out in the daytime oh no just lost half our listenership right there you know, it's fine. I'm sorry Did for you our know, Floridians fact, and our librarians that are listening. No, fun fact. We just got a lot of Montana watchers because mm-hmm. the most searched category on Pornhub in Montana is librarian. No. Stop. <laughs> stop Don't it. ask how I know that. Don't ask how I know that. I just do. And when I saw it online a couple days ago, I lost it. I just went, oh, no. Yeah. You know what? That's like one of those like ask ask no questions, you need no lies kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mon- <laughs> folks from Montana, explain yourselves. <laughs> and no, seriously, please, because I want to know why. <laughs> Listen, if I had a pick, though, I'd rather have it be librarian as the number one search than, like, stepbrother, okay? Like, sure, uh, Let's sure. just get that out of the way. Uh-huh. Where are we going with this? <laughs> um, you know what? The, this is just like a podcast of non sequiturs, I think. But in the end, we pull it together, I think. I Yeah, yeah. It, that is what we do. Yeah, and, and perhaps that's uh, a little bit too cart before the horse of me to say because it's only our second episode. <laughs> but I have faith in us for future episodes that we'll pull it together, you know. <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, a good good segue here is that, yes, we always pull it together because we are what? Psychologists. Yes. Yeah. In the big, bad, broad field of psychology, the wild, wild west of um, th- those of you who listened to our first episode and our, t- our TED Talk essentially on the, the TED Talk you didn't ask for but got anyway about the hard and soft sciences. <laughs> Yes. Would you would you like to pick back up on that in this episode? I yeah, you know what? I would like to dive right in um because it is I think it's a really unique field and one that still has a lot of misconceptions behind it. I mm-hmm. I think that people get the impression that it is a very easy field and almost like one of those stereotypical like I'm in a psychology class. Uh, kind of thing, you know, like very millennial, whatever, <laughs> or um, things like that. But, you know, depending on what you do, it's it can be really draining. It could be really fulfilling. It could be so many things, but um, it is not an easy field to be in. No. And I think a lot of it stems from the fact that people don't understand how broad it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you've got everything from, you know, neuropsychology to industrial organizational psychology Mm -hmm. to child psychology to like all these different fields. Yeah. And you just, I wouldn't, I would argue that not a single one of them is a soft science. Even, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got your social psychology. All of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really depends on what you're doing Mm -hmm. in that degree. Yeah. I mean, I took a neuropsych class. I had to in my undergrad. And girl, I don't know how I passed. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I I had like other people because in my, I lived in the dorms Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of friends who were engineers and they have to take, um, 
biochem, which I'm so glad I didn't have to take that class. I'll give you that one. But they would then look at some of the stuff I had to do and just go, you have to what now? Yeah. What do you mean you have to know like every part of the brain and how it interacts and how this affects that? Because we had a whole section on how drugs affect the brain and girl... I can't. Drugs. This is why I did not become a psychiatrist. This yeah. is why I don't have, like, the MD part. No. Mm-mm. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really good point that you bring up is the attempts to quantify, you know, because we can see in brain scans what parts of the brain activate doing certain activities and demonstrating certain thought processes. We know how what uh, parts of the brain are responsible for, you know, specific functions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, especially in humans, the executive functioning piece, right? That frontal lobe there is such an interesting Ooh, yeah. part of the brain that, you know, uh, many would argue sets us apart from all other living things. Um, right. But, you know, that that perhaps is a conversation for another time. But, you know, quantifying these things, um, having that quantitative data available in addition to that qualitative piece, I think lends right. itself um, to psychology being a truly unique field. You know, that we get the best right. of both worlds there and that both informa- both sources of information are equally important here. Well, and it's like not even that. It's you can quantify some things, but then on top of that, in the other areas, like... IO psychology or social psychology, Mm -hmm. you're trying to quantify almost the unquantifiable. Mm. You're trying to quantify feelings or reactions or behavior patterns even. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, and and you can't – to get actual precise measurements on behavior patterns Mm -hmm. is so difficult and I wouldn't say impossible because clearly we can. Yeah. But you have to be so strategic and so strict with what you're doing to get clear data. And for some people, I know for a fact they would not have the time or the patience to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it takes a lot of data and it takes, like, you know, longitudinally. Longitudinally. English is not my first language. Y'all cut me some slack. Um. the sample size matters, you know, and I think mm. the context of the culture that you're in, what is considered, yes. n- quote unquote, normal behavior and socially acceptable behavior, um, yeah. because I think that also makes a difference in how you understand a group of people or society at large. What is important? Right. What do we value? Yeah. And like you said, that longitudinal piece, you know generations change we change as we grow and as society grows so Mm -hmm. you know what a study found in the 80s may not even pertain to us today like at all because just think of the astronomical leaps and bounds just technology wise we've had since the 80s oh sure there's so many like the social psychology side of things I know for a fact we're starting to look into this the online portion, mm-hmm. not just how it affects you, because there's there are a bunch of studies saying how it affects like people negatively or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I know one of my classmates was looking at um, emoji use and how close you are to a person and how more often you might use emojis or more weird emojis versus <laughs> like a parent. Like my mom, I can send her smiley faces and frowny faces, but <laughs> like my besties, I can send them. Like the demon face or the upside down face or an eggplant, and they just for for no reason, mind you, no reason, yeah, and they'll yeah. just like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so, let me ask you this as kind of um like an aside here. What are your uh, top used emojis? Oh um, God, let me look. Um, see, I'm a really nice person, I guess, because I know for a fact they're probably. Okay, right now it's the praise hands because I use them ironically. Uh, <laughs> and then my purple heart and then the party streamers just because I've had like three birthdays happen this last week or so. All right. Shouts out and happy but, birthday. But the other ones that I would say are more likely are, like I said, the upside down face, the the sobbing face, and then the cry laughing face. Because y'all who use the freaking skull as your laughing face are sad. Stop it. It's I am I am crying tears of laughter legitimately in a lot of my conversations with y'all. So Yeah, that's just a PSA. That's a whole thing. That is I f- take full responsibility for me a millennial. I do not use the dead face. 
at least not as a laughing face. I, I can imagine that most of the time when people say I'm screaming or that has me dead, they are sitting there stretched out on their bed <laughs> with the most flat affect ever. But, oh my you know, God. again, typing, <laughs> I'm screaming right now. Maybe we should start using that emoji that has the steam coming out of our nose. Mm. Because that's all I do most of the time, just, you know, like a snort or an exhalation of breath. Yeah, but then we need to fix the eyebrows on that thing so they're not, like, pointing downward in an angry way. Yes. It just, no, it yes. needs to be just two nostrils with smoke coming out. <laughs> that's it. I'm a dragon. Yeah. Wow. Um. <laughs> okay, but what are yours? What are your emojis? Um, what are my emojis? I got that little red heart. Sometimes I like to use a little green heart. Um, nice. I like to use a sunflower. A moon, but that like little crescent moon, not the full moon. Um, What else? That like smiley face that with the like blushing cheeks or like blushing cheeks with the two little hands on its side of the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a loaf of bread. (laughs) You know, that's important. Wait, what? A loaf of bread, girl. (laughs) Why do you have a loaf of bread? Why don't. Why don't you have a loaf of bread? Let me ask you that. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, fine. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's like for a while it was uh, the pumpkin emoji, you know, because this month is all about that. Oh, yeah. Um, And I, yeah, but I, I would say those first several that I mentioned are the ones that are like in the heaviest rotation or like yeah. um, little smiley face with the hearts around it. Like, ooh. I also use the two eyes that are looking to the side a lot. Oh, the side eye. Oh, yeah. And then I also have my little cup of tea because I've got a best friend who she's always texting me. Do you want to hear the gossip from my work? She works at a hotel. I work at the library and we swap stories all the time. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are the plug for real. We are. And so that's she had some hot tea this last week. So I had to send her like all of my my teacups basically like fill them i need to know (laughs) you need to send a ton of teacups and a little frog emoji Ooh, yes i need to get the frog out yeah for all our memesters out there if you know you know (laughs) (laughs) why don't laugh at me you know what i sound so old i love it though you said that i just went we are not even 30 yet like come on (laughs) yeah i'm on like the precipice i'm dancing on the edge of that cliff (laughs) Or like really Ready to soon. dive right in, yeah. You know? Or or like tumble off because I need glasses and everything. It's it's whatever. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Let's let's tie it back. Um, psychology. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we got into this a little bit last week, D. But um, for those of us uh, joining, newly joining, hello, welcome. And for those of you returning, hello, welcome back. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what it was that you did and went to school for, since I know, you know, the, the path has shifted a little bit in recent years for you. Oh yeah. So when I was in undergrad, I got my degree in just plain psychology because that's all they had, Mm -hmm. but I focused mostly on industrial organizational, which is IO. So I went to grad school then in a program that was cognitive and social processes. And that is very much not IO, but I got in because one of the uh, staff members there, faculty members, uh, was doing studies on gender differences in the workplace. I can't remember exactly what she was looking at. but mm-hmm. So our, our interests aligned. So I was able to get into the program there. So I got my master's in cognitive and social processes, which whenever I tell people that, I simplify it to we look at why people do things and how they do them and how that affects, you know, society as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, I I was married right before I went to grad school. Mm-hmm. And we moved like four states over from where we went to grad school for his job. And I couldn't find work, couldn't find work until I finally found a job closer to back home for me. And it was a big data business. And I worked there for six months and I quit. Mm -hmm. I quit as soon as I could that I felt was okay. I gave it my best. Mm -hmm. I had two whole mental breakdowns working for that company in six months. And after the second one, I I went up to my boss and I said, listen, this isn't for me. Yeah. I can't do this. 
I, this is not what I wanted to do. I thought I'd be good at, you know, the, the industrial side of psychology. That, that's what I focused on. Mm-hmm. But that's not. If anything, I'm on the organizational side, which is looking at people in the workforce mm-hmm. and how that affects their psychological mental health, basically. What, we can, what can we do to help our workers mentally is what I was interested in. Yeah. And so the whole big data thing where, I mean, they worked with companies that were giving them so much money to look at their satisfaction rates and tell them how they could make them higher because that's all you could technically control. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so anywho, though, it just, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. It was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress that just wasn't needed. Yeah. So I quit. Because at the time, and to this day, I am too young to be in a job that sucks my soul out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, first of all, just kind of how liberating, you know, to come to that conclusion. And, you know, I, I think that the fact that you gave it your best try, you know, because, and maybe many people can resonate with this as the theory and application of things are so different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, each company has its own climate and culture that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and what I want to ask you is what would you have done differently? And, you know, because there was something about this field and this kind of work that initially interested you. But in retrospect, what would have made it better? And more fulfilling for you. I don't know if there would have been much in that portion of the field. Mm -hmm. You know, I had never worked with big data before. I had never, like, when I went through my interview process with them, it was the first time I talked to anyone who did big data. Yeah. And looking back, I should have seen the red flags. Because the only thing, because I asked them in the interviews, you know, what do you enjoy about working here? Like, what's your favorite part? What does a mm-hmm, day look like? Mm-hmm. Trying to get some kind of feel for what would be expected of me and what I could what I could expect then in return. Yeah. The only thing they said was, the people are great. Oh. In that tone, too. The people are great. Everything's oh, yeah. fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog sitting at the table with the fire around him. This is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. It was not fine. And I agree, though. Like, everyone I worked with was super awesome. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, incredibly intelligent in the field. They knew what they were doing. I did not. And, <laughs> like, my my bosses, because I had three, um, were super supportive. They were super nice people, great people. And, like, mm-hmm. when I walked away, they were supportive of that decision which you know they probably thought oh thank god she's leaving but at the same time (laughs) they didn't make me feel like i was a bad person or anything for leaving i just they understood and also when they found out that i was married and living 10 hours away from my significant other Mm -hmm. like i was not seeing them at all and a lot of them said that their support system comes from their significant other sure i'm like i don't I don't have that. I don't get to go home to home. I was living with my parents at the time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to mom and dad. Thank you for putting up with me. But dear God, I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just that on top of mm-hmm. the work itself, just it was so bad. So if I was to do it again, I probably wouldn't take the job. I would continue looking for something more along the lines of that I was already familiar with, um, but not... I wouldn't have gone, like, that far, (laughs) I guess. You know, shoot for the moon, land among the stars. No, no, shoot for a star first. (laughs) Um, No, to to quote Katya Zomo is, um, of Drag Race fame, what is that? If you, like, shoot for the moon, but if you land among the stars, you die in outer space, which is cool, or something like that. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no. And I know I, I did not say most of her last name, so no one come at me for that. I just I just don't remember it, and I don't want to say it incorrectly. <laughs> That's fair. That is a fair yeah. point. Like, listen, I give you all the respect in the world, but I know I'm going to butcher yeah. that. Yeah, know your strengths, know I your weaknesses. Apologize. <laughs> if they ask me at a job interview, what is your weakness? I'm like, I can't pronounce Katya's last name. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but... Oh, so mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> please go ahead. Please go ahead. I was just going to I was going to flip the script then and ask you what, you know, you do, because you are still working in your field, though, correct? I am. And, you know, like it's it, it's tough for me to listen to your story because I know how intelligent you are and, oh. you know, how many good ideas that you have and like, you know, you have a really good attitude that, you know, you want to make a difference and help people you know it's to use that data to help people become more productive and I think especially now you know with the changes in the workforce many people not returning to their jobs even or seeking Mm -hmm. totally new fields and new opportunities um, Mm -hmm. really lends itself to the question of how can you make this experience better for your workers especially in the long term because you want uh, to retain people you don't want you know, what? what's that word? Attrition, where they just leave? Uh, I mean, turnover, I guess. Turnover, I yeah. Think of, where um, you've got people leaving and people coming in. And the problem there is if you have such a high turnover rate, no one's ever going to actually know how to do the job correctly. Right, right. It's, which is how you end up with all of your McDonald's ice cream machines broken. No one works long enough to know how to fix the machine. <laughs> tragedies, you know, like why, why half-ass it when you can whole-ass it if you wanted to? Um, listen right (laughs) yeah just just a thought um but to answer your question d um i currently work as a school psychologist and the bulk of my job is evaluations and you know children who are currently eligible for special education um and related services those who may potentially be eligible and you know what are those areas of strength academically you know like in those core areas of reading writing and math and then what are some of those emerging skill sets like what gaps are there to be addressed and how can we you know fix those gaps and what else is you know a concern is it some social emotional thing an executive functioning thing perhaps it's Mm -hmm. a cognitive thing so you know i like to look at how kids learn what is the modality that you connect with because you know it's it's so It seems so sterile sometimes, like, oh, you know, these are just numbers. But, you know, this is a child. And some of these um, eligibilities, because, you know, I want to make clear to the listeners um, that I'm not in the business of diagnosing. That's not my job in a school setting. You know, that's a clinical thing. And I think people often also get that confused. Well, can't you diagnose my kid? No, no, we cannot. (laughs) We can only find them eligible. (laughs) If if you come in with a medical diagnosis, great. Let's talk about it. And see what we can mm-hmm. go from there. But, um, you know, we're not in the business of diagnosing children. Um, certainly we can work with you if your child has an existing diagnosis. And, you know, perhaps they just need some modifications, some accommodations to help them better access the curriculum. And some kids just need a change in the curriculum, like a totally modified curriculum. But, um, I mean, you can imagine, especially with my littlest, um, littlest friends, because they're all my babies, Um, you know, kids who just never had a formal schooling experience, much less daycare, any of those kinds of opportunities, they're really struggling right now. And I think that's the hardest for me is I have so many teachers at the end of the rope, so many parents at the end of the rope, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just with the realization it's going to take time and patience, your child needs to develop a routine, how to interact with people, you know, share that space. Um, for my older kiddos, it's, how do we get you back in that rhythm of learning, help you find your groove again? If there is a skill regression, what can we do to help you catch up? Um, yeah. You know, it's it's like, it's so many answers that, I mean, so many questions that I do not have the answers to. And, you know, people expect this cure. Well, can't you cure my kid? It's like, no, no, I can't. I can help them. I can help you. But, it, you know, that's just not the overarching goal here. Yeah. Um I I hate that term too. It's like wh- where's the cure? I'm like, well, first of all, your kid's not sick. Yeah, they're not broken. They, 
Right. They just need a little help or they just think a little differently or learn a little differently. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they're not a, a sick individual or whatever. They just think differently and that's okay it's that 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 is so frustrating when you hear most of the time it's an older generation individual i hear that say that yeah it's like oh god these kids you know or they need to be fixed or or the old school teachers too yeah yeah i'm like that's a fire and brimstone kind of thing if i've ever seen it but it's and you know it's like it's a field that kind of fell into my lap Mm -hmm. um because in undergrad I had, my major was psychology with a concentration in clinical psychology. And I like that aspect again, you know, like, how can we help people help themselves? And in this case, you know, kids learn, um, which like, I can tell you education is the most empowering thing. This may sound, you know, some of you may roll your eyes out there and that's totally fine because <laughs> i know like this the format of school is not for everyone and i and you know i mm-hmm. i can hear that i can see that like you know there's so many things that i would change especially being in the field that i wish are done differently to celebrate the different kinds of learners that exist the different types of ways in which children demonstrate their knowledge mm-hmm. um it's a really rigid environment and you know to quote a really wise lady that I worked with in grad school, different is not bad, it's just different. So, yeah. you know, how how can we meet people where they're at? Yeah. Um, and I think that's just been my biggest struggle is I love the kids that I work with. And I find that very fulfilling. It's just kind of like the higher ups that make my job so difficult. And I feel, you know, it's a lot of pressure on the psychologist to be the one making a certain call or... You know, if teachers haven't done interventions, but there may be a need to evaluate and, you know, not always looking like the bad guy. I'm just like, no, you need to do these interventions. That's why we have a process here. Like me doing what I do, that should be the last resort. I'm not the asshole here. Right. <laughs> not yes, to say the teacher yes. is either, you know, like I, I know they have a lot on their plate, but it's like we got we got these the process in place for a reason. <laughs> Work with me. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Man, I feel like I went on, like, a whole last tangent there, so my bad for just, like, (laughs) sitting there and talking at you, like, listen, D, listen to me now. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, I mean, when I was talking about what I was studying and whatever, I mean, I kind of did the same thing. This this is how it just works. It's all good. We have a process, S. (laughs) This is our process. Yeah, yeah, it's just forcing the other, like, a captive audience, like, listen to me, (laughs) goddammit, and... (laughs) Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? It's a dual podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, your headphones are connected to your computer. You can't walk away. It's going to pull you back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But, no, I feel that a lot of people across the workplaces, not even just psychology in general, Mm -hmm. but you you get this idea or you find something really interesting because this is kind of what I went through, too, is, you know, you can't just... Like, you can't, a big business, a big business can control more than just customer satisfaction, okay? It's called taking a cut to your break, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, mm-hmm. or taking a cut to your check, paying your employees so your employees can actually feed themselves and their families so they're happier to come to work because they feel fulfilled and satisfied. Yeah. And then... Are we talking about... They will take care of your customers. Are we talking about F. Gazos? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> But I'm just saying. Does it rhyme with that man's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't think we worked at that company. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm talking, these were more um, eateries, like fast food eateries. I see, thing. okay. It was more our our shtick yeah, that yeah. I at least worked with. And so it's it's just, it's like the world is run on greed and if you want your customers to come back you have to treat your employees well enough so that your employees are making sure your customers will come back yeah yeah i i don't see how that's hard to understand like i'm sorry you can't have your fourth mansion like just pay your freaking employees but i want that that's fourth mansion by <laughs> by that beachside <laughs> in malibu right now d ew <laughs> and i want a moat with alligators in it Oh God! I need I need hammerhead sharks, not great whites. Hammerhead, like what? Fuck off! Yeah, yeah, and they all have heelys <laughs> that they can't even wear. But that's not the point. 
god i'm sorry yeah <laughs> didn't mean to snort that. no no that's good that funny. <laughs> um thank you <laughs> um but uh, oh unfinished thought haha um and then you know what like in my junior year of undergrad that's kind of like when my mentor who i had worked with all four years through undergrad recommended this field and at the time it sounded really interesting and i don't regret you know going into the master's program and then you know getting one other degree after that my specialist Mm -hmm. degree um because I've learned a lot. I met a lot of good people. I, you know, wouldn't have met you, which is um, so sad. So sad if that hadn't I'm, come I'm to I'm batting me. my eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. And looking <laughs> oh so cutely at me. And I'm, I, my face turned into the emoji with the little hearts on its eyes. Oh. Ah. Um, but yeah. Um, but I find that I just need something different. I haven't figured out how to fuse those elements of psychology and education you know because it is a constant education piece right about mm-hmm. how we think and how we operate and you know that behavior serves a function for something right um i mean you know that's just like the underlying human process you do x because you get y you avoid yeah. z to get x um <laughs> yeah and and so forth and yeah i just haven't found that happy medium yet I can tell you what I don't like about it, but what don't you like? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or is it or is it too many things? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a handful. It's a handful, but I will tell you, it's it's easier to identify what you don't like as opposed to what you potentially might want to do, and then also yeah. make a viable career out of that with insurance, with benefits, because listen, <laughs> with dental, <laughs> yeah, with dental, because listen, my bones have been popping. Oh, since my no. early 20s, I'm like, this. we don't need to get stuck yeah, on popping yeah. bones. Like- my coworkers <laughs> laugh at me because my ankles pop while I walk, especially when it gets colder. Yeah. So they can hear me walking up and down the book stacks and they're like, oh, she's over there. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, gosh. You know what? Like, so your career as a ninja was probably very short lived. <laughs> I got popped in my kneecaps basically when I was 17. I've been cracking since. Uh. It has been no i a little tangent it started when i was in um fifth grade mm-hmm. i was like 4 11 in fifth grade and then by sixth grade i was five six i sprouted seven inches in a year and a half and i my body has not been the same since yeah i'm impressed <laughs> and terrified you know for you <laughs> oh god it was like huh no <laughs> i mean god bless those shins i will say yeah, no. Yeah. It was one of those where starting, like, ending my elementary school career, I was maybe five feet tall. Yeah. Starting my high school career, I was the 5'8 that I am today. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I grew a lot yeah. in a very short amount of time. Uh-huh. I don't even remember what we were talking about before that, see? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... <laughs> so, I'm going to risk... I'm going to put myself out on the chopping block here and just risk um, sounding super duper millennial about this. Um, But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Um, Because I I think these are questions and considerations kind of worth having. Mm -hmm. So think about the knowledge that you've accumulated, the experiences that you've had, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the process of preparing for your field being in the field, and then now transitioning to what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this. If money okay. wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? Or at least maybe pursuing? Oh, see, if money wasn't an issue and I would have stuck with my damn kindergarten plan, I would be a zoologist. Ooh. Hell yeah. I, you know what? And I'm, I'm sure you could probably take a guess as to why Baby D loved zoology so early on it was all thanks to one man to cryptids <laughs> well that too but no it was all thanks to steve Irwin. <laughs> ah. i i started watching animal planet at like five i he was like my idol i watched crocodile hunter all the freaking time i had the crocodile hunter game did you know there was a game board like a board game of that i did not <laughs> uh-huh i had that I had the blanket, I had the t-shirt, I had, like, the stuffed crocodile. I had at least three of those. I had the beanie babies. 
I wanted to be a zoologist so bad so that I could go to Australia and work for Steve Irwin. Yeah. God rest his soul. That was that was a beautiful man that was taken from this world entirely too soon, and I am not over it. <laughs> You're not giving me anything. <laughs> I, okay, listen, I'm just like, please don't punch that stingray or manta ray, whatever, you know, because, I mean, he was always, like, putting himself, like, you know, it's like the equivalent of running out into active traffic and then being like i'm not gonna get hit over here you know that man was always putting himself into some shenanigans <laughs> oh i know and he holds absolutely nothing against that stingray i'm sure that you know to this day if he'd be wherever the great beyond is and he would come up to that stinger and be like it's okay little fella i'm so proud of you you were just doing your own thing and i was too you know i yeah. messed up somewhere but we're good we're good homie like <sighs> But yeah, no, that was, I wanted to be a zoologist. <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. And would you still want to do that now? Mm, probably not. Mm -hmm. Just because of where life has taken me. I mean, you know, I I could have chosen, like, if I had chosen to do it in college and, like, study that and then, you know, do whatever steps were necessary to get to that. Right. I have someone that I went to college with who is a zoologist right now. And oh, I love cool. seeing his posts. And I'm, like, so proud of him. If you're watching, sweetie, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that you're living your life. I look forward to every update that you have. And, like, it's so cool because he works for a big zoo, too. Like, not just a dinky little small town zoo. It's, mm -hmm. it's a big city zoo. Wow. But uh, at this point... No, <laughs> I would not. I would not start all over from scratch because that is a lot of biology. As a, I, I'm. Mm -mm. Yeah, like let's say you, you stayed kind of par for the course, so you took all those necessary classes, like you know, in order to get if if no one was telling you, well, oh, this isn't this is a questionable career path, or you know, what can mm -hmm. you really do with this? And money wasn't a thing. If you know, you just went for it. Let's mm -hmm. say, would would that be still a thing? Would that still be a thing? Like today, if yes. I started over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still, I probably wouldn't just because, like, it would be so much. It's not even money. It's time. That is so much time that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's a lot of commitment to going, like, to moving certain places, whatever. That's true. I don't have, yeah. my lifestyle does not have the liberty to move wherever I want to. Mm -hmm. And that's all I will say about that. Yeah. But, um, like, I, it's not a thing for me. It's not an option for me anymore. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's, money probably wouldn't even be the problem. It'd be the time and the travel. Like, I, I just, I can't I do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's those kneecaps. I knew it. Um, <laughs> the goddamn kneecaps. Yeah, right. Always. I feel like the kneecaps are always the first to go. God damn it. Um, <laughs> um, what would you want to improve in or develop in? If Honestly, at all. I kind of. Well, because like I'm actually like this podcast is giving me the chance to improve and develop in things that I want to do, which is yeah, getting into online kind of stuff like. Mm -hmm. Where was I when I was in frickin' middle school and we made whole websites? Like, that was one of our projects was to make... I, I was thinking about this the other day. One of my eighth grade computer class projects mm -hmm. was to make an entire functional website. Like writing code, HTML. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. All of that. I had a whole website dedicated to me, which sounds very... <laughs> it's very, I know. Hour, yeah. But it was... All my classmates had to do this. And so I and they had buttons on the side. And I remember that the buttons had to change color when you hovered over them because that was like a part of the grade. Where Where is that? Where is that D? I don't <laughs> like I, I can barely change the background on my Tumblr anymore. I don't even know if I remember how to do that anymore. Like it's pathetic. And so yeah, life is hard. Know, <laughs> getting to figure out how to do online things again and mm -hmm. working with sound and working with you know websites like that i'm really excited to do yeah so that would be what i'm wanting to improve on and that i'm actually going to be able to do which is really exciting yeah yeah um which i think lends so nicely to my next question for you is do you think that a career can really be fulfilling you know um 
there are those that um, think if you're doing something that you love as your job, it no longer becomes fun. It's no longer fulfilling to you. So can you really have the best of both worlds doing something that you love that also happens to be your job and not experiencing that burnout or maybe even as readily experiencing that burnout? I would say yes, but I would also say that that's going to be very difficult at the moment in our society and in our country and how we run things right now. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm able to work in a library, which was my second dream job as a kid. After the zoologist, I actually wanted to be a librarian. Come on, manifestation. Um, oh, I started that witchy shit when I was like eight. Yeah, so, <laughs> she's been on that. I've been on my bullshit. But so the only reason I'm able to even <laughs> do this is because my significant other makes enough money to where I don't, like I can work the lower level job. Yeah. You yeah. know, I can work the chill job. And, you know, they are the main breadwinner then, which that's that's just how it works for me. Yeah. So for me, my, I only work part time, too. Mm-hmm. And baby D would hate that. She needed achievement. She needed mm. to be working. She needed the drive because at the time, yeah, that is what I equated success to. That's what I equated happiness to was getting the next grade, getting the next badge, like whatever it was at the time, yeah. whatever I was doing. I needed to be doing something because I felt like I needed to com- to be continuously proving myself. Yeah. And like being a member of society meant I had to be killing myself at work. And uh, call it a hippy-dippy trip, but when I got out of my job that I quit after six months, I went through – a massive depressive episode Mm -hmm. and then when i came out the other end i realized fuck that i don't have to do all of that that's not what happiness is it's not how the society should function yeah yeah you know so so my job is really fulfilling for me and it's i know it wouldn't be for other people because it wouldn't be enough but it's enough for me and it gives me time to do things like this Mm-hmm. A side project. Yeah. And and learn something new, learn a new skill, and take time for hobbies. And, like, I'm finally at a place where I'm good. I still have my anxiety, you know, but sure. I'm good <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. And so I think that it is possible to work a job that is fulfilling, that doesn't suck your soul out, but it has to be meeting, like, other requirements. It's not going to be easy to find in this job and in the society that equates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm working to death with worth for society yeah i i would strongly agree with that absolutely um isn't that so upsetting isn't that so upsetting (laughs) it's really upsetting Uh, i could go off on a whole hour long tangent on that (laughs) no and and i would say pop off you know because what you're saying is absolutely right um gosh it's it's yeah it's it's just really frustrating you know like you go from school to school to school You're told Mm -hmm. that if you, you know, I think people highlight college and it's like college isn't for any, everyone. No. You know, I, I think there is something to be said about just wanting to go straight from high school into a specific vocation. Yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's like no one path and there's no uh, one correct answer for everything, honestly, you know, and I think we're fortunate enough that we live in times where it's like you can change your career as many times Mm -hmm. as you want to if you know especially if you have the like um i don't want to say the means to do so because it's like loans and things like that so you know for the folks that don't want to do that or do and you know that's just what they're willing to do to get to where they need to go but um so i guess yeah certain factors that can hinder that process it's not as easy as it as I make it sound, I want to be mindful of that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> people are just like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, because it's not a linear thing either. I mean, that's kind of like, what was it? The the Women's Summit or something where Judge Judy talked. Ooh. Have you seen that? No. Uh, and she said, if you don't make it in your 20s, you make it in your 30s. If you don't make it in your 30s, you make it in your 40s. If you don't make it in your 40s, you make it in your 50s. And if you don't make it in your 50s, you make it in your 60s. And she had like there you go. these uh, examples of women who are doing amazing things, but they didn't start until they were 60, until they were 70, until they were sure. 80. And it's like, 
it's so nice to live in an age where, you know, at the drop of the hat, anything can change. Everything can yeah. change. And you yeah. can pick up a new skill or you can start a new... You know how many times over the last, like, four years I thought about just escaping to Europe or something? Change my name, change my hair, and just be like, I'm done. I'm dead. The old me's dead. So you're she working for the, the CIA. Right you're working for the CIA. Okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's just, you know, I it's I know the younger generation doesn't get it yet. And I know it took me to get out of that mindset to understand it. yeah. Yeah. But 30 is not old. No. Oh, my gosh. 50 is not old. Certainly not. You know? No. You can do whatever, whenever. Yeah. I mean, if you've been working for a company for 30 years and you feel like you are not respected or wanted and you hate your boss, and all, the, fucking give them the middle finger and quit tomorrow. If you can, you know, if you've got your savings, <laughs> if you've got a nest egg and yeah, you don't like actually don't have do little that. mouths to constantly <laughs> feed. But if you can... What, like, I guess my question is, ask yourself, what is stopping me? Mm. Truly, what is stopping me? If you have damn good reasons, like I said, if you've got kids, if you have a mortgage, like, you can't do it. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. It's the society we live in. You have to keep going until you can. Yeah. But if you sit down and ask yourself, what's stopping me, and you don't have a damn good reason, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the only thing stopping you is you. Well, because it's a fear, right? Like we fear, just like we fear, or ma many, if not most people fear rejection, you fear yeah. taking this leap into this unknown, right? It's like away from yeah. the security of like benefits and consistency, you know, of the schedule and routine. So mm -hmm. what comes next? And, you know, especially yeah. for those that, you know, are taking the chance by ex expelling those resources, whether that's taking student loans or you know, whatever it is, it's mm -hmm. there. I, I assume like they're counting that much more that this and hoping that this is going to work out how they want it to, yeah. which like, yeah. you know, for those of you who are doing that or are in that process, like we're rooting for you. We really are. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like I said before, the only reason I can do what I can today is because my significant other mm -hmm. makes enough and works at a company where <laughs> I hesitate to say company. Works for an organization. You can call it a company. I think it's okay. fair to call it a company. Works for a company that has benefits that, like health and whatever, that in includes me under under them. And so it's, I have that. So even though I work for my own company that, like, I could get my own benefits, I don't because it's not, like, I don't need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just give me my money, okay? I don't. I don't need $100 a month going to dental when I'm not going to fucking use it. Like, give me my money. Yeah, yeah. I I think of uh, one of the, in my opinion, great movies of um, American cinematography, Shrek 2. When oh, yes. I actually just watched that the other weekend again. See, Sorry. See, always relevant. Um, <laughs> always relevant. When they go to see the fairy godmother and the worker is like, we don't even get dental. That was literally what was going through my yeah, mind yeah, when yeah. I said we're we need from dental. The union. <laughs> Earlier, I'm like, we're from the union. It's like, we don't even get dental. Oh, they don't even get dental. The like, audacity. I love that. Yeah, the audacity of not even getting dental. Oh, like, oh, God. Growing up, I had a lot of orthodontia. <laughs> Ooh. You know? I mean, you see me. I got my braces right now. Let her. <gasps> I didn't notice. Yes. Wow. Looking good. I know. I mean, right? always looking good before that, but good for you. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I was going to say also what's stupid, though, Yeah, is the uh, dental that my husband gets for me. Had I gotten my, my braces at 24, which is when they entered the company, mm -hmm. uh, it would have been, like, fully covered, if not 90 or 80% covered. Oh, wow. Past 25, I think, or no, was it? No, I think it was 25, 26 is the cutoff where they don't pay anything. Are you serious? I'm like, what's the fuck difference? You, man. What's the difference between I, I, 24 year old teeth and then like above that, you know? I don't know. Teeth are it's teeth. Stupid. They're attached to my face. Right. I can't I don't I don't technically choose for my teeth to be janky. Like my teeth were janky. That's just why I chose to get braces even this late into life. I just I'm tired of having janky teeth and hopefully if all goes well, I can have straight teeth by 30. That is my mm -hmm, goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I loved your teeth before then, but I'm happy for you that, you know, you finally got the braces that you wanted. It looks good. Well, thank you. You're thank rocking you. the hell out of those braces. 
<laughs> oh my god well should we wrap it up though yeah yeah you know what we can okay. we can because I, feel- I got a work day tomorrow because i'm you know one of those tired adults that like always has work tomorrow <laughs> oh my god yes uh-huh. it's like it's you've got friday and then you got friday night and then you have saturday which is okay, and you have Saturday night, and then Sunday you just think about work. Oh, yeah, like, the it's... Sunday night stomp is a very real thing, and Friday night is my favorite day of the week, more often than not, <laughs> especially if there's, like, a long weekend with the Monday off. But, yeah, Oof. the Sunday night stomp is a real thing. Been living. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that... Ugh, ugh, ugh. Um, <laughs> which is why that's when we record these because it's a happy spot <laughs> yeah yeah it's my happiness buffer before you gotta return tomorrow and like listeners don't get me wrong i'm grateful to have a job i know you know so many people out there Ooh, yeah. are in really tough times right now for many reasons um mm-hmm. but you know just kind of like what we discussed today i wish for everybody that they find something that resonates with them and that provides fulfillment for them. You know, it it enriches you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Mm-hmm. However, you know, we want to get a little new agey with it. Um, but, you know, like, I, I wish that was possible for people. I really yeah. do. But I feel like I feel like even though throughout this entire conversation we've had, it's been a good, like, road of... Going from psychology, which is what we both like, that's what we met through was our psychology degrees, and yeah, yeah, looking at, at that, the and then going to, you know, <laughs> kind of being like a, a psychologist to all of you of just, you know, do what makes you freaking happy, and you know, if you're if you're mm-hmm. a younger listener, mm-hmm. my biggest pet peeve is when people always told me that you know the real world won't let you do this. The re- Fuck that. The real world is whatever you make it. Okay, your life is yours Mm -hmm. to control after you get out of your guardian's house. If there's something toxic going on, I'm so sorry. But when you have a chance, it's your world. Okay, so fuck everyone else and these BS jobs. Yeah. And, you know, do what you can with whatever means Mm -hmm. you have accessible to you. Don't do don't do crime, but to be happy, you know, and to and to find work that's fulfilling to you no matter what it is no matter how stupid it might sound you know just if you put your heart into it you're gonna get something out of it yeah and if you have the like let's say the time and energy that maybe you can't do it as a full-time thing you know that when you come home it's something that you can look forward to as kind of a Mm -hmm. respite in your day i i think that's still amazing that you find and make time for that um you know, and and hopefully get that enrichment there. But, you know, even if it takes months, years, like with that patience and persistence, we really hope that um, you can get there and uh, implement that. Absolutely. Yeah. But with that, everyone, um, we've got one more week until Halloween. My body is ready. Yes. The skeleton living inside of this meat Spooky, suit. scary skeletons and shivers down your... I probably shouldn't sing too much because then we might get... When we get rich and famous from this, you know, in 20 years, we could get <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the, the point is, like, the skeletons within these corn husks that we call our body. Um, <laughs> yeah. At least go with, like, meat suit or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I like corn. I live in the Midwest, so, you know, I, I resonate oh with God. corn. Corn is good for many things. It comes out how it goes in. <laughs> the power of corn. Uh, the power of corn compels you. Yes, it certainly does. Okay, we got... No, no, I am I am ending this. Okay. We're not going down children with the corn path. Like, nope. <laughs> You know what? Speak for yourself. What if that's my dream? What if that's my dream at the end of all this? Live, to be like, live your fantasies, my dear. I will yeah. support you, you and I will find your corpse later. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, listeners, we hope you have an awesome week ahead. Thanks so much for spending your time with us, whatever yes. um, you're doing, wherever you are, whatever time it may be, because time is irrelevant. Yes. Don't it you forget it. It absolutely is. Uh, but yes, thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed listening to us 
I don't know how, but I would be very happy if you are enjoying this. Uh, leave a like, subscribe, ring the bell, all the things. Uh, but uh, thank yeah. you so much. And we will talk to you next week during spoopy time. It's always spooky time, actually. Spooky, bye. <laughs> <laughs>